Hello and welcome to the morning meeting, building John Boy Media. My name is Jimmy. I have Maddie with me via the Zoom. So it's a new, because uh, I'm on my laptop now. So, you know, same spot, maybe a new angle. You know, you change the lens and all of a sudden people are like, whoa, Jimmy looks so much skinnier and 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 cooler now. And Maddie's all of a sudden giant, tall, put his laptop on the ground, Boone style. Yeah. Anyway, uh, today's episode, we have a lot of questions from the chat to make up for the last two weeks. We have uh, some updates of new content that we're testing out and excited to be going. I was pouring. I found some old fun messages between Jake and I last night, which Maddie put on the sheet. Uh, we had Carl Anthony Towns visit. And uh, overall, Maddie, I am in a phenomenal mood. And this is the first Wednesday in three weeks now, like I'm in a great, like I'm not feeling run down. And uh, this week has been awesome. I know you've been out because you're sick. So um, I don't think that that's leading to I don't the know. goodness that I'm feeling, but <laughs> I'm fully an infiltrator now of the exactly. seating chart. So we, the new seating layout started. Yeah. And I don't, I'm a roamer. I don't have an office or a desk. I have a milk crate and in, in my milk crate. I have my, like, I have a ton of shit. I have my, uh, wireless keyboard, my wireless trackpad. I have, um, a black magic recorder, a, a second lob laptop to grab footage on. Uh, so then two HDMIs, th two laptop power core chargers, um, a, uh, uh, monitor. Those are kind of everywhere. So I just grab whatever's closest. And every morning I grab my milk cart from underneath the, like the storage area where the mannequin is. And I just go infiltrate a section. So I sat next to Diversa and sales, uh, Monday, yesterday I sat next to Taylor and socials today. I'm in studios a lot. I'm in doing morning in studio two and then talking baseball in the main studio. And then we're recording uh, two hours of watchings in the green screen room. So I took the, the, the desk right outside the main conference room facing away from everyone. But yeah, I, I come in the morning and I choose a seat and I just, uh, I'm a roamer, but it's been awesome. Monday was amazing. I got so much done. So I sat in the middle of the office and I didn't, I, I only had a weekly dumb, which is how we schedule the Mondays now. And I just edited. So I edited the Granky breakdown. I got in at 6 a.m. I edited that and got that out maybe by one. It was eight minutes long. I don't know if you saw it. It was really good, though. I, I loved it. Consuming content like crazy. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, else. you just been watching. Mm -hmm. So I did that. But like in the interim, I'm available for people and I can overhear conversations and like give like insight if like they have questions and and like, you know, instantly available for Jeremy, Jeremy to uh, chat. Um, and then yesterday... I didn't get as much done on my editing front because we recorded a bunch and had some meetings and shit, but still it's just a different vibe for me because um, I like being in the middle of the floor with all everybody, but also people are actually utilizing me. Like I've, I've said like, Hey, I'm going to make myself available way more now. Not that I was unavailable, but I would go from like my office to the, to the live stream lounge to the, main studio. So I was always behind a wall in another room. That's where I would like sit and work. And now I'm, so I'm not doing that anymore. And it's not to like, 
I hope people aren't taking it as like, oh, he's sitting with us to like check on us. Like that's it's it's like, no, I'm I'm just more available. It's like panic will walk up to me and I've been helping panic with his edits a, a bunch just little like tricks here and there. Uh, and he's had two videos go fucking bananas, which is awesome. He got like shouted on on WFN by Evan. Um, so it's been like that's been rewarding, I think, for both of us. The fact that like he's asking me like, little, how would you do this and tinkers and I can help him with some technical stuff and then some actual like like rhythm stuff. And then yesterday, Sorensen, I had office hours on Tuesday. Sorensen was like, hey, I'm having trouble mapping out this edit because there's like a lot i don't know the, how to like present it can you help me and i'm like yes like i i love that i'm i love doing that i just have i just don't know what happened i used to be more available so i don't even know if i help jack because i kind of like sometimes i go like i would do oh this and then he and then i maybe am too confusing or too much but i like that he asked and then um what else? Other people use me, utilize me as well. Different places. Oh, like Max Manis. I was editing something and uh, I was just showing him like a trick, a preset on Premiere. So just like, I don't know. It's just awesome. It feels so much better. And uh, we had our meeting yesterday. We can talk about that. And I put out three shorts. So I put out the eight minute breakdown. I'm working on Clevenger Dom Smith one. That's like deep but I kind of got distracted yesterday or had other stuff come up, but it's working on that. I'm trying to do another NFL whip around, but I'm busy today. So I don't know if I'm going to get that done. So that's what I'm trying to do between the cracks, but those take a while, but I really want to do that. And I might have to finish it tomorrow morning before we go live at the warehouse. And I mean, we can could, we could cut this part out, but you got a NASCAR breakdown to do this week, right? Is that still? No, we're going to do it. So Jeremy and I talked about it. You don't have to cut it out. We're going to do it. Uh, after Talladega. So the it's on my calendar now, Monday, October 2nd, after Blitz Well Blitz. Uh, I'm just booked up from, uh, besides morning, which is at nine, or besides besides Weekly Dumb at nine, I'm booked up from eight to one, and it's just make the NASCAR breakdown. So we have a, we did a partnership with NASCAR, and in it was one breakdown. And the problem with that has been, Panic's a NASCAR fan and the sales team is trying to like, give me like the biggest moments, but they, those take a full day. If it's like a really big moment and NASCAR provides so many different angles and they provide mic'd up, which then like, okay, there's so much here. And then Panic's providing me all the background of like the history between the drivers. And I'm like, this is like a, a two day edit or a full day edit. Like I can't too much. So I was explaining to them that I'll do a Talladega nights one. If, if the race lends itself to a moment, like where like uh, a crazy wreck happens or a fight, what are you laughing at? You just called the race Talladega Nights, which I don't think that's what it is. That's like the movie, right? It's Talladega Speedway. It's Talladega. Yeah, but I think that's a movie. That is the movie. Talladega Nights is a movie. Good movie. Uh, if it lends itself to a good like breakdown, I'll do it. Otherwise, I can have a lot of fun by doing like the best crowd, the best fans at Talladega or you know, I can do something a little more my speed and my lane. And if I do it the very next day, it'll still perform well. But I can't do like uh, the best fans at NASCAR two months after the race that it will perform terribly. So I was just letting them know, like, whatever happens, I'll make one and I'll make the best one of whatever I can 
right after. And the timeliness will help overcome if it's a lackluster topic, which is like one of our bullet points on the new um, company yeah. mantra shit or whatever is, uh, was it be, be, be fast or be the best? Yeah. Be first or be the best. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. the Granky and the umpire one, I was not first to that. That clip was everywhere, all over the internet. Everyone that makes baseball content had posted the clip of him slow walking to the umpire. Yeah. So when I make my breakdown, I was like, I got to really make this good and and find out what he was actually saying, add context to it and and all that. So that's kind of, that's the NASCAR situation. Well, that's good. I was, I'm very glad that that's how that happened. Cause when it was initially suggested of like, oh, just go grab something old. It's like, ah, that's. Yeah. Won't work. That's stuff. All right. Um, well, you had uh, alluded to it earlier uh, with mentioning that panic was helping you a lot. Um, what are your initial thoughts of how jam football? I, we talked socials a little last week and Pennick has crushed those two viral clips, like you said, but what's your initial thoughts of the YouTube um, that's gone from seven to nine and a half K in, you know, a week and a few days, which is a decent start, but from the outside looking in, I don't think you've been in any of that content. What has been your viewpoint on it? Just JM football in general. Yeah. Or Penix the videos like Penix? No, the, the YouTube more so, but I guess you the YouTube more so. Yeah, it's a full blown like effort on the socials and on the channel. Um the channel, like right now, it's it's a building. Like we want this to next year we want to like have a concrete floor to then go hire uh people that are gonna come in and be our football people for us. We have some people in mind already or like you know, if Trevor Plouffe reached out because he knew Jake and I and knew talking baseball and he wanted to be in on it, if there's a former player that would work, sometimes former players are very tough. We're lucky with Trev. Um, or if there's a, you know, someone in the NFL scene that wants to come, like Rosie's doing it. That's awesome. He's a big get. Yeah. But uh, like, so that's it. It's just to build a ground floor. Like I, the, something we're trying to be very clear on as we start new shows and it's been part of like a couple presentations I've given is like, what's what's the goal here and is this like hey if the first five aren't winners then we're going to scrap it because not worth it or hey do this for the whole season let's evaluate where we're at at the end of the season and we're going to do it next year as well we're just gonna make the necessary changes and that's what all the jm football stuff is so right now we're very much at the like do it make a calendar, make deadlines, make multiple formats and and let's just do it and and run with it and see what we've got and by the end of the year and or halfway through we'll do checkpoints. So like for me I could look at I could look at the videos right now and look at the views but it's it's not even enough data. It's kind of like the first week of a player's season, you know, it's like uh, it's not worthwhile. Um but it's but it, I, it's going right. So in the last seven days, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven videos, and you're helping manage that and and the output. And we have like the power ranking videos that Panic's doing and Dalton, which lend them to social like clips and social interaction. We have football today with Rose and Bobby Skinner, 
they're doing twice a week. And they already did like an, an extra episode when Rogers went down, just like to be on it. So they're invested. Then we have the trivia shows that are more evergreen content. Um, like we do with what we do with jam baseball, like higher, lower or ref guess and stuff like that. Ooh, so yeah. if anyone doesn't, if anyone doesn't know, like the plan, that's the plan. Like it's a multi pronged. Is that the term attack? Uh, that's very, um, driven. I don't know the podcast numbers for jam football. And I don't even know that we fully like marketed it, promoted it. This was all quick. Um, because it was like, let's just do it. Let's just go. So we want to invest in football coverage. This is a way like we're lending editors, we're lending produ producers, social team has like NFL coverage as a task. So yeah, it seems like everyone's bought in from my end, which is all I really want right now. Yep, for sure. Um, whether you're bought in on socials or or the YouTube or both, it seems to be good buy-in. I think it's a good start. Um, two people had asked questions regarding football, and I'm going to bounce to these questions too because I feel bad we've just missed them for the past few weeks. Um, this is two weeks ago now. The Pat McAfee show shouted you guys out during one of the daily shows. Uh are there any talks or interest of collaborating with Pat or some of the guys over there? And that's from uh, Max Major. Uh, collabing? I, I don't know, because they have a pretty busy schedule. I think it would just be like an appearance or if he's around. We have a pretty busy schedule, and so do they. So do they. Um, You've never spoken to him. I would 100% collab. Like, I'm not saying that. Like, I'm just saying... It's I, I don't they if they reached out, if we reach out like I it's just we'd have to find time. He's so busy. He's doing so much. It'd be yeah. a burden for me to reach out. And I don't think we're big enough to just reach out to Pat. But it's cool that he knows who we are. And, and you know, passing uh, there's a clip where he's talking about passing. It goes on their show. Right. You've never spoken to him before. No. OK, no, I haven't. Uh Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Second related football question comes from Colby Crossley. Uh, the amount of effort that Justin and Bobby put is cool, crazy. Uh, how cool has it been to see them grow? How long have you known them? Um, this is to me more like a, how did you... How did the Talking Giants relationship start a while ago? And what has been like watching them do their thing for the past few years? Um, well, Bobby initially had Simple Man Radio, which was like his John Boy Jake radio. Mm -hmm. Um, and he had Jake on as a guest. Hmm. Uh, it's like 2017, uh, 2018. And 
Bobby had done some stuff that had like gone like I had like he definitely was around. He listened to us. I'd seen him. Um, he hold on. I was sending a text. He. So he had Jake on and there's this awesome perception that happens back then. I don't know if it still does. I'm too in it now. We're like I, we Jake and I had no idea if Simple Man Radio was. An established show in Florida with a huge audience or. And that's my my go-to is like, this is, a, like, you know, this guy's doing it. The artwork is there. It's good. And when we afterwards, we talked to Bob and he's like, you know, I'm in my car. I'm on my phone recording my phone. Like he was just like us, um, but he was grinding. And then like we kept the relationship going and we liked each other. And I think he would, I forget, he would ask, but he had a football show he was doing. I actually also really enjoyed Panic. Panic had a football show he was doing about the Giants. It was two different Giant shows. And um, when Bobby, when we were like, Bobby, why don't you join with us? And I think we gave him like a monthly stipend to start growing Talking Giants. Um, I think I initially said like, do you know Panic? Like, he'd be good. I really like him. Uh, but Bobby had already had a co-host and they were doing their thing. And then I think after the first season, he, Panic joined, you know, and they they got together. But that was a long time ago. So then they're just like, they're on a great trajectory. They're almost like, and and I, I don't know if they like it or dislike that I say this. I guess like, I mean, it's kind of, they're on the same trajectory as Talking Yanks, right? So like, I would tell them like, it's kind of like we're two years ahead of you guys and the Yankees were good for the first three years. So we got a boost where you guys haven't. So they've continued to grow Talking Giants while the Giants stink. Uh, last year was awesome. They did the watch parties. They had like awesome engagement, but when they came on full time, when it went from like a stipend to do talking giants under our umbrella, which is like kind of contracting a show ver and then we full-time employees there, it changed to like help us grow JM football, like expand to do other things. I really wanted Bobby to come move to New York, but he's, he's in Florida and he comes up here for time to time and like does tailgates and makes appearances, which is good, but they've been grinding for a while. Uh, I talked to them recently about like they they're following Talking Yanks footsteps pretty well, and they go and they go and they I'd have no ever any concerns about them grinding. They love it sometimes, or now they're at a point where and Talking Yanks got this point where like you go from all right the strategy is throw everything at the wall, kill them with content. That's what we used to say all the time: kill them with content, put everything out all the time, do more. To, all right, well, actually, now we need to refine our content. What is like actually getting viewed and what do people like and peel back some of the other stuff? Because if you end up doing too much, it's hard for casual fans or newcomers to, to jump on the train. It's just moving too fast. You just subscribe to a podcast and like, oh my God, I just missed three in two, three days. So Jake and I would do four talking yanks a week in 2020 or 2021. Um, pre-game shows for every single game. Uh, we had a ton. So we looked at the metrics and like the two midweeks, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't, it was, so we cut down to three a week and then, um, we changed initially, we changed the weekend pre-game shows to just Instagram. We did that in 2021. So we didn't have to be in the office and it wasn't like a big time consumption. Uh, so that's like what I've been trying to tell Bobby soon. It's like you've you've done a really good job, but you guys, I think they put out six episodes or six different videos uh, a week. 
Yeah. Like you, yeah. you're going to have to refine that so you can expand in other places and you're not going to lose talking giants fans. Like you're just going to maybe gain more quicker because you're not, it's not so daunting. Yep. For sure. That's when at my last job, I would drive home or to, I guess, work too and listen to talking yanks. And that was four episodes a week. So then that fifth day I was like, damn it. Like what the hell am I supposed to listen to? And then eventually started talking baseball. So I listened to like half of talking baseball, one of the five days a week. Um, Speaking of those older talking Yanks times, you had tweeted and slacked a little bit of a different convo uh, just from you and Jake old talking Yanks wise on, on G chat. First of all, what were you doing? Was that just like a random thing that you were like, Ooh, let me deep dive into what this was. No, I, I went and poured through all of mine and Jake's old G chats a long, a while ago. Let me see if I can find the, the date. Uh, it was on June 10th of 2022. So over a year ago, because uh, we used to, I was living in California. He was living in Denver at the time. We would, we would be on G chat, which was Google chat for Gmail users. I don't know if it's a thing anymore all day. And I remembered having a conversation about starting a, about getting a warehouse and and just starting a business that was just called half court sports. And it was like, you know, a gym slash bar. So kind of like top golf and, but it was just like half court hockey, half court soccer. So it was like, you, you never wanted to break a full sweat. And we just, we had a name for it. It was called like, it was so stupid. It was like fun sport place. And it was just a joke we were doing back in 2014. It had to be. And when we got the warehouse and it was like kind of going, I, in June love last year, when we did floorball, I wanted to find those because I thought it'd be so cool to post that. Like this was something we had talked about so long ago. I couldn't, I think now I just actually just had the realization that I think my buddy, Brad, it was a three person chat with my buddy, Brad as well. And maybe I can go find that chain but i had like downloaded all my g chats from my uh email um and uh and what i, I came across all those other ones that were kind of like wild to me so the one i which one did i put on instagram uh all i want to do is talk in yanks something like that yeah so that was right after i got the initial i was in January of 2018, we had just done the 2017 postseason and talking Yanks, and it was kind of good. I, I think we get like a thousand views an episode, but uh, I had just been like offered, and I have the first text here where I said, uh, "This my, one of our friends said, if you had 50k to put into talking Yanks, what would you do with it?" And that was the very first. So then, I'm texting Jake, and I'm saying. He's got me all fucked up now because I'm thinking about quitting my job and going full time, but I don't even know if this is a real offer. And uh, Jake was saying, I don't know, man. I don't know. If you could do it, it would be pretty cool. And then he said, uh, whatever I posted, I forget what I posted. That like, he was like, imagine, where is it? Oh, I said, all I want to do is talk in Yank stuff. And Jake responded, all I want to do is talk in Yank stuff. Well, I like other sports too, I guess. Imagine a career of talking about sports. It's my dream, but I don't follow my dreams. But that was from 2018. I have 
combos from Jake and I, and I was reading these to my brother, Luke, and he was kind of blown away a little bit from 2015. This one is, uh, April of 2015 is the first one I have. So we didn't start talking to Yanks till 2017. Uh, I must have texted Jake like, dude, I just want to do videos and shit or something like that. He said, you're my guy, you know, we'll live in L.A. for a little until we're famous enough to not have to live in L.A. Then, then goes, then we'll either live in New York or somewhere else. Then I'll probably fall in love with some girl and get into drugs and hit some really low points, but I'll be genuine and sorry and we can be friends again after. It's funny. The L.A. part is very funny. Until we live there until we don't have to. Yeah. Then we'll live in New York. So that was 2015. Um, and then like that was April. So then June, so a month later, I text, well, I G chatted him and said, yeah, not for nothing. If we were roommates, we'd be YouTube famous. It's just so much easy content we can do. We have a ton of blind taste tests, step one, because they're the only things people watch right now. But after that, they'd grow to like us. Then we'd start putting your dancing videos videos out. We'd start doing watching baggage skits. Bam. Get to know us as fans. Get to know us as 2,000 fans. Jake said 20 million fans. I said, oh, my God, you could be right. And then he said, a YouTube channel is worth more than that, Khaleesi. That's crazy. So it's, it's funny because you mentioned the warehouse with the half court. Watching baggages in there, talking Yanks, obviously in there. Um, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of us being very depressed as well in our in our job and being like, this sucks. Every three weeks I get real sad, depressed, then I bury it deep down, then it comes back. Right. And he said, Yep, me too. Um some stuff. Let me see if there's another one. Uh, I think that's majority of them. Yeah. Isn't that wild that like 2015 we were talking about it for so long? I mean, right. I was thinking about it forever. Like I just needed funds or some shit. Right. Oh, so he, he texted me April of 2015. <laughs> he texted me and he started the conversation. Oh, dude, I think I'm coming to grips with, become, with becoming famous. <laughs> I said, not bad. Uh, Jake said, I think I want a job on the Ellen show. I said, doing what? He said, I'll just be like dancing Jake or something. Dance coming in and out of commercials. Dance to some of the musicians who come on the show. I said, LOL, dancing Jake. Because yeah. I think it'd be a good start. From there, we see where things go. Maybe the SNL route. And this is before anything, right? Like he just said, I'm okay with being famous. And there was no context. Like it wasn't. We would just talk about if we lived together. We like saw what Lonely Island did and what the guys from Workaholics did and what uh, Mail Order Good Neighbor Humor did. And it was just a bunch of groups of friends that would make videos and shit and skits. And we were just like, we could do that if we lived together and like had all the time and resources in the world. But we lived in California and Dallas at that point. So so they, that was the context. Like we would just talk about, hey, if we could like just have a camera and live together. We were doing videos for like our friends. I would get like 300 views. And then 
where does grown losers fit on this timeline after that or before? Mm. We had to film Grown Losers in 20, 2016. I think yeah, I think November of 2015 and then um, February of 20. The first two episodes we filmed in November of 2016 and then February of 2017, I think. So Jake was okay with being famous at this point. Yeah, he's caden to grips with it. Yeah. wonder if I have those any pictures from those on my phone. Girl and Losers was my thesis for film school. Yeah. I didn't want to hire actors and like have to deal with that. So I just had Jake and Nick come out and do it with me. Much easier. Um, and we did the five episodes. You had to write them, film them, sound. It took forever. It was fun though. Other old content that somebody mentioned while you looked that up? Yeah, November 10th, 2015. And then the next time we did it was, it had to be February of 2016. February 28th of 2016. Yeah. Okay. Good memory by me. My brother's the 18th. Right. That's a birthday trip, though. Um, This person in the comments, it's Go Yanks said, I remember watching content when Jim and Katie were in California doing cooking shows. Are those videos scrubbed from the internet? And then Daniel Ron said, Damn, WTF, never knew those existed. I don't know if Katie ever did any cooking shows with me. I did a lot of, oh, she did like drive through reviews with me sometimes or cooking shows. I did cooking shows, but Katie and I did like just talking and she would sit down with me. And we would talk about shit and do happy headlines. And like, that was just like a fun show. Uh, if they were on the main YouTube channel, they're just marked as private. If they lived on podcast apps, they might still avail be available out there. Yeah. I'm assuming they're on the main YouTube uh, and that they're just private. Yeah. Um. But that's funny. I never knew that. There's like a decent backlog of stuff that's just been privated, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a ton of stuff. But I don't know what we said. We weren't making it for the same audience. Yes. Yeah. 10 years old now, so. Yep. Um, not to harp on it for too long, but the the half-court sports idea you said like you were somewhat joking. Was that ever serious? Like, oh, I actually want to do that. I mean, I, I don't know how to get a, I wouldn't have known how to start a business back then. But it was serious enough. It was serious of like, this is a good idea. I didn't even know how to like get investments or funding or how to pitch that anywhere. But like, maybe it's not a good idea. Who knows? Maybe people just want full court sports. But it was basically like driveway. I mean, I don't know where else kind of exists, but it's, it's basically like a bar that has driveway sports. So you like drink a beer and you play horse. There's no option that anyone could take it too serious. Yeah. And then there was like, um, you know, a soccer goal, but like all it could be was like PKs and like, it was just very like, but it was the full size, yeah. but just like very little. That was the concept. 
Um, but I, again, I think that was just, it was just like one afternoon of like, what's a fun idea. And then we never talked about it again. I wish I could find it. The, the last piece of like talking old, old John boy media, uh, this is actually, I like this question a lot from Shane Skinner. He asked, uh, is there any old video or piece of content that you go back and revisit or watch something that's a favorite or stands out humor wise or production wise? Two popped to my mind right away. One is, uh, the first ever watch and finders keepers that we did in the, um, RV spring training. It's the first time I told I put on an old show to watch with Jake and he was kind of like out on the idea. Like he was like, what is like, this is because we had done old. No, we hadn't even done watching baseball. That was COVID. So this was before COVID. So I think, and Jake at that point didn't watch YouTube a ton. So I think he didn't know that this was a genre that like people watch old stuff and, and they like enjoy it with commentary. I just remember putting it on. He was like, I'm out. Like, what is this? I don't want to do this. And I was like, just watch it. And then we were pretty high. And uh, there's one scene in it where they, <laughs> they're the kids have to ha- find the objects in the room, mm. but they kept hiding them out of the kids' reach. So like the every room, they were the object that they had to find was out of the kids' reach. And there's one point where where Jake is is very now invested and concerned, and uh, he just goes like. They can't get up there. <laughs> and it's so funny. That's funny. And then uh uh um mini golf. When Jake and I played mini golf at Barnacle Bills in New Jersey, I watched that a lot. Uh there might be others, but not not really. I don't know. I can't think of anything. I used to do that more. If it pops up, it pops up. Is there anything you go back and watch? You like the uh Amelia Earhart? Laughs in the past? No, you like Genghis Khan laughs in the past? Oh, yeah, that's the best one. That's the best one. I've never gone back and listened to that. It's just the craziest story ever. And then uh, any of the laughs from the past is like what I put on when I had a concussion before. Um, what else have I rewatched? I don't know. That would be like laughs from the past is the easiest thing to rewatch for me. Oh, I just rewatched something and it was funny. Wait, let me see if I can find it. I'm watching Finders Keepers now. I'm trying to find that part. Only has 28K views. Is it unlisted? Oh, dude, I think it's unlisted. Maybe I link it in, link. I think we were scared, maybe. Damn. Oh, man. I thought I timestamped the like when Jake says they can't get up there. So funny. What did I watch the other day? That's frustrating. It was like two or three days ago. I watched something old and laughed pretty good. Um, but I do not remember anymore. Doing a scroll through JJTV, though, I was a big fan of the early take me outs. Um, I should rewatch those. It got terrible, but in the beginning, not because of you, because of the show got terrible but uh that was so funny because we kind of hated that show i know that's you just wanted it to end it's like eight episodes or something 
Wait, I think I found the spot. If this is unlisted, I, we got to go look at this and make sure, see if we can unlist. All right. You see this? Uh, I think this is the spot. People don't care, but you, someone asked. Whoever asked, if you don't like that I'm doing this, someone asked. Are they looking? That girl's a giant? Okay. So, He's got to be like 5'1", five, 5'2". Um, that girl's twelve years old. There's no way she's girls sitting grow five seven. Guys, dude. Not that much. Yeah, it's that much. I mean, not the whole, I'll tell you. She's all legs. Yeah, going out to look, it was sitting right here. God, the kids can't get up there. <laughs> and that means we have a time. And what's the answer? I still don't know what it is. That's funny. God, the kids can't get up there. <laughs> he's he's so upset. It's so genuine. Yeah. Um. I also I did remember what I went back and watched. And I don't know if it's my phone being mean to me because this was like the first two days of uh, COVID before that you guys made this video. And now I don't know if my phone is just being mean and suggesting it. But the when you watch that weird celebrity singing and you tried to guess them, I watched that and I laughed. A weird celebrities. It's like singing? Gal Gadot. No, no, no. This like a that social video in like the first few days of COVID that uh, Gal Gadot made, and it's like, imagine is the song. Oh, oh, we did that. Was it like a John Boy Jake TV thing? Yeah, it's like four minutes of you trying to name the twenty five people in it, and you're like, don't know half of them. I don't remember that at all. I remember that video, obviously. Yeah, that's good stuff. And that's what the radio show will be. Yeah. Speaking of, um, they recorded. So uh, programming an instrument. Um, they recorded the first J J Kenobio and Joe's will be hosting a two hour like radio show from the live stream lounge on Tuesdays. I think 11 to one, but I'm not positive. It's going to start October 3rd. They did their first test episode um, yesterday. And I was listening to it on the train home and I was in the zone giving all my notes and feedback. I just, which I, I just love like crafting productions and stuff and like tinkering and shit. And I'm going to give them, I'm going to have them do a, a really rigid test. I think they're doing another test on yeah, next, next week. Yeah. I'm going to have them do a really rigid test with like strict, like after half hour, get, go switch to this. And then after 15 minutes, switch to this, and then we'll probably find a happy medium, but um, it's cool. It's, you know, using the behind the glass, they using like uh, pulling, using a screen share. We're starting very simple with it. And uh, just like kind of like three cameras and all this, but eventually like we can add a roaming camera and Dan can take the elevator down to the street to go do like ask people on the street while listening to Joe's and talking to him, like, you know, like we can grow this to really fun shit if we want to. Mm -hmm. For now, it's really just to get into the rhythm of doing it. They're going to tackle like just like a bunch of viral topics, which will be good to clip for socials as promotion. Uh, we want to get a phone line so people can call in and interact eventually. Like the back half of the show might be more of like what's going around the office. I want to, I want to have a camera on the wall um, that like shows the entire office. So when like, commotion happens they can the producers can flip to that and show them like right now everyone just clapped outside and i don't know why and i wish that someone could tell me and then it would be like on screen so the 
viewers could watch. So it's going to start slower. It's not going to have all those features, but mostly it's like two hour radio show that hopefully like, you know, eventually like way down the line grows as long play to get like listeners regularly. So I'm not worried about the views on the live stream yet. I, I want people to join and, and be part of it live and be in the chat and call. But right now it's just to get something in, in rhythm build the tech around it, like building the ability to use the Roman camera. Cause we can do that with other stuff and the ability to have live callers. Cause then we can do that with other shows. So it's kind of like a gateway or like opening of all that tech. And, um, Joe's and Kenobio will be the main people. Like, you know, they'll have thirds packs, me, Jay, come sit down for a segment and cover just like why it doesn't, it can be sports, but also entertainment also, whatever so they did the first test yesterday but you know me when i get into the zone of like listening and like making my google doc of like thoughts it, it goes pretty deep and intense so i'm i'm glad that there's areas now where i can do that for other people it was just warehouse for a while where i'd like really intensely give like feedback and be like hey that was really good here's why that's good sometimes people don't even know like you know, and, and it's just my opinion. I'm not a fucking expert on this, but sometimes people like do something and they don't realize why that's good. Like then I was giving in like, you know, that and then, Hey, well, let's change this, all that. So I, I am excited for that. And I enjoy, enjoy helping in the process of building these shows and pre-production. Cool. Um, the last main topic that I wanted to hit, and then we could go rapid fire to get through the remaining three or four questions. Um, you gave a talk yesterday, and it was like a TED talk of sorts for the office, but you were explaining to create was a TED talk. Yeah. I've been calling it a seminar. Yeah. I, I was doing a TED talk. Sure. Um, you were just explaining how videos make money and although that sounds like elementary or, or basic I, I think it was really eye-opening uh for some people and especially i don't know how many i wasn't there so i don't know how many people listened i assume like most of the office did um and then i just watched the recording uh, but especially for people that are not content or, or don't have like a youtube mind background they probably were like eye-opening a little bit um can you explain a little bit of what that talk was and then also just like your perception around the reaction to it? Yeah, the reaction has been awesome. So part of the whole switch that I talked about last week is we need to all be on the same page more. We need to be like the managers are finally able because we had a lot of distractions and a lot of outside elements that we had to tackle and we had to fix and we had to write the ship and get the break even. And through all that, we weren't able to really turn and, and manage internally and take care of our own people. So the shift is, Hey, this is our focus. We're going to be here for you. We're going to like be much more transparent. We're going to give you much more insight because we finally can. We had like a CEO that came and and then and then left and then there's like kind of just like some cleanup from this we had a lot of contractors like outside people that were like part of the company but not really part of the company we had to clean up all of that we had um whatever bank situation and then um 
We had uh, the little little recession over summer. Like we just had all the shit that at the top, we were tackling all of that and not able to give full attention to employees and internal shit. So it's like, hey, we're the message has been and I and I talking to the employees, it's been. I think they under most of them understand like this, that's like more of it. It's not like you the onus is on them and we're upset. It's like half and half. Like, hey, we haven't shared our frustrations. And we haven't given advice how to um, like, you know, improve or or what's what's a win or what's the expectations. And we're doing that now. And in turn, let's just all be here and all work together on this. So I'm going to do a lot of these that I did. So the first one was like uh, just a crash course on direct ad sales and how they work and CPMs, uh, which is cost per Malay, which means thousand and how they work and how the multiplications of those can become crazy um, or they can become pretty not crazy. Um, and just try, like I tried after having conversations with people solo, I like found myself falling into these really, I thought good ways to paint the picture and get people to like, kind of like I, I open their eyes be like, Oh, okay. So then I put them all together in this presentation and it was 25 minutes long we recorded it for anyone that couldn't be there. I thought it went well. I had a bunch of people. I had like a handful of people respond to me on like send me a message like that was awesome. I'm so glad you guys are like really doing that. And the biggest kind of thing was like some people are like, I get why the company's successful and why it's going to be successful now, which I was like, oh, yeah, we're good. <laughs> like they're like eye opening to like what what it can be. So many times people just judge views. Um, one, they don't know that the podcast views outnumber anything else, yeah. uh, for podcasts, you know, like talking Yanks averaged last month, uh, um, 70 K an episode. It's our highest month ever, but we do three episodes a week with four ad slots an episode. So like the math on that gets crazy when you go like to a 27 to 30 CPM, um, and so that was a good thing. And then I think the, but the, so what was that? The other eye opening thing was when I showed the line graph of like, I showed a show that is, here's a show that has crazy high peaks. You know, it'll get to 150K every third week, but it will also, the floor of episodes is um, 5,000. You know, like you'll go, there's just no stability to it. One episode gets 6,000. The next episode gets 50,000. Next episode gets uh, 10,000. And then I showed another show that has no peaks, but is steadily at 6,000 or 7,000 views, whatever the fake numbers I used were. And I was like, which which do you think can earn more in direct sales? And, um, you know, I did that to a couple people and they said, green, the one with the crazy high peaks right away. And I was like, no. Um, so the message is like your floor matters way more than your ceiling because we can only sell on a minimum guarantee because a uh, company comes and they have money for, you know, Q2 or, or, or you know, Father's Day is huge in the baseball world. So they want to spend it this week of June. Well, we need to, we, can, we can't say like, oh, here's this episode that we think is going to do better, but it comes out in July. Like, no, I want to spend on this week. So like, the stay sta stability 
and minimum of your your floor is more important because we sell on the minimum. So like no matter what, we can guarantee this is going to get this. And I think that was eye opening for some people. Like everyone just worries about their peaks and like, oh, oh good. I'm like, but no, you have like your floor is way more important than your peak. So it's stuff like that, really teaching them how it works, the industry. There's so much nuance to it that like we can do that forever and go deeper. But it was just very basic crash course of like, here's how shows earn direct ads, CPM, standard reads. I thought it was good. I think I want to do more. And I want to do, I think we're going to do like every Friday at noon or 1230. We're going to just do a very casual, like at uh, 15 minute insights. Just stand up and be like five bullet points, you know, we're starting a new JM entertainment radio show. Expectations are this. The reason we're starting it is this. Um, we have our live event at Billy's, like stick shit like that, just because to keep everybody in the know and more in the loop of what's going on. We've been bad at that. So I, I we need to be better at that. So that's the plan. I like that. <laughs> shit. I like that. Um, okay. Just to rip through, I know we're coming close to an hour if we haven't hit it already. Uh, probably not already, but just rip through some of these questions from the past few weeks. Um, Matthew Nauer, or Newer asked if you listen to Zach Bryan, similar to Jason Isbell. I do, not the same. His new album is really good. Um, also got arrested. Bummer, but... Um... Yeah, I listened to him, but not not like religiously and all that. He actually, we did a podcast about him when we did talking songs, and he responded and listened to it. So he follows me on Twitter. That oh, that shocked some of the uh, Taylor and Sam in the office. Damn, that's cool. Yeah. Um, next one comes from Justin. Uh, he said, "Would we have any interest in going to the Cape Cod Baseball League next summer?" I mean, yeah, I, I guess we would have some interest, but. That's probably like a, a sales route, right? Yeah, if there was like a campaign involved or something. Yeah. Well, we keep a pretty crazy schedule, so it's hard to just do shit like that on a whim. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Then uh, C-Mel said, are there other games that you would like to see come to the warehouse? Uh, and then added on, but they are logistically hard or a safety risk like flag football. Then on top of that, Josh Herring also asked, uh, have you ever heard of Chukball? Uh, could be another co-ed game for the warehouse that is appealing to the player and viewer. It's fun. Basically to me, this question was like, are there plans to bring other games into the warehouse? And me knowing the situation, after we go through next year, and I don't know how much of that you want to reveal, what is it like adding new sports in? Is that even part of the plan? Uh, yes, in a way. We're adding a new sport next year. We're adding, uh, it's almost like chukeball, but different. Like it's because it's, uh, uh, I don't know if that's what you say, but chukeball, it's like, chukeball is like um, super weird. Uh, there's a net at the other end. Uh, like a spring-loaded, like, angled net, but you don't get a point by hitting the net. You get a point by, like, throwing out the net and bouncing it back and it landing fairly in the other, or landing outside the rim. The other team has to block it. It's kind of interesting. Uh, we are adding 
Um, there's big changes coming to the structure of the warehouse next year that like we internally are very excited about. I think the audience is going to really, really like them. We're the trying to do structure. what's that? Not the content structure, not the physical structure, which is when, Oh yeah. 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 That I was like, Oh yeah. No, the, we're structuring the content in an uh, easier way, more organized way. The whole year is planned already, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to deliver most of that in like a big schedule release video and announcement video that will come in January. But I can just leak some of it here. We, I think I've talked about it. Me and Jack Doyle developed a version of like handball. So chukeball, um, uh, European handball, not with the wall. So it's, I wanted another sport like floorball where you're running teams of four and a goalie, um, but not like crazy fast and uh, more like have a ball and you throw it around. There's obstacles, but it might, it's probably going to change a lot because we haven't played it yet. So like me and Jack got it to a point where like, Hey, those are the basic rules. Let's, we can't add or tinker at all until we like actually get eight people together and start fucking around with this. But it's got like some Gaelic football slash Aussie rules to it. We're like taking a mark. So like if you catch the ball um, on a fly, actually not just on a fly, like off a ricochet, then you get a free 10 seconds to free shot. And we're going to have like a step limit like those those rules, like um, hurling and Gaelic football and Aussie rules. It's usually like, you know, three strides or then you have to pass the ball. You can't just like sprint. Or like, or like, you know, usually there's a limit, so you don't just pick it up and sprint like rugby, like basketball, you have to dribble. Um, And there's going to be like a three-point line or like a two-point line and one-point line, and there's going to be mats involved, so you can catch a ball uh, in the midair and then land safely on the giant gym mat, which is going to be an expense that, like, I think we have budgeted out. Since all the other sports, we kind of have all the equipment. And... We're adding that it's going to be part of a, a a secondary. I hate that word. It's going to be part of a different league. Like there's the franchise sports with all the franchise teams. And then there's going to be another league that we are building. That's kind of cool. That has four different sports in it. And that's going to be one of them. And that's where we'll do like, kind of like test out new stuff. Like we did that ball and play. We did a mini tournament and I don't know. Our audience is good at allowing that. We just have to let them know like, Hey, we're tinkering. So, so that's the one we're adding. And in the future, is that league then also the spot that, like you're saying, test other sports? So you could take one of the four sports from next year out and put something else in? Yeah, or, or if this game, we don't know what to call it. We don't want to call it handball because it's not really handball. And that's a sport already. Um, the most recent grap suggested throwball, which sounds awful, but we kind of like it. But it like I was like, if you're a casual fan and you just come across something called throw ball, I don't know if you're interested. Sounds terrible. But warehouse ball is too broad. That could be anything. So I don't know. We have to come up with a name. But that could be a franchise sport next year. If it's really good and we think it's like entertaining or we can say, eh, that's that's good, but probably should always be in this league, not franchise league or blah, 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 blah. So... Yeah. The only thing with coming up with sports is we it's a show as well as a game. Like we, we all went home one day to try to do dodgeball, which people request all the time. 
And I went home and I watched every broadcast of Dodgeball I could find on YouTube. And we all did that. Like you were part of this crew too, were you? Yeah, I watched Dodgeball. We all came back the next day and everyone had the same conclusion. Dodgeball sucks as a spectator sport, probably live in person. But what we're trying to do, we're like, you have an announcer and you need a singular focus. So like having multiple balls and camera angles, just like, and then like not a chance to stop and do replay and draw out big moments and, and slow down and zoom in on a dude's face when he's like going through it or like mic'd up, like it did provided no drama and cause it's too fast and no good camera angle. So we think about it more like that. Like the, how does this translate to storytelling and, and being on camera and, and strategy um, so floorball is way different because they're not mic'd up, but the camera angles we have and the replay is good. And um dodgeball stunk. We all came back with the same conclusion. Same with pickleball. Different reason, but same conclusion. I do pickleball in a in a in in like a very different way. If we have the floorball court up and like a time to film in between. But like, yeah, 2v2 pickleball is pretty fucking boring to watch. Yeah. Um, the the last question before we head out of here uh, from the past two weeks, uh, Greg Pokriki said, uh, what has been the impact of the Yankees being bad on talking Yanks viewership or numbers? Amazing, which is a little annoying. We had our Diversa, who does our stats, came up to keeps coming out to me. He's like, another record. We had our most most average viewed month in July ever. June was like tied or up there. I forget. July, when they were crashing and burning, was the most average viewed month of episodes ever. Damn. Until August, which just beat it. And Talking Yanks YouTube channel had like in has double the views over the course of the season than Talking Baseball YouTube channel, but way less subscribers because no one subscribes to it because they are not Yankees fans. I think I talked about this last week, but that blows my mind too. Like it does, like it does really well. Talking Yanks crazy, but and this is this includes like. I mean, I guess it's just because it was so much smaller. But 2017, 2019 October's beats those it's because it yes. was so much smaller i feel like if they went on like an actual cs run this year that would have beaten out prior records yeah i mean last year you had them being in first place judge breaking the home run record they went to the cs you would think that the and we weren't well no we're just growing like great like we're it's a bigger show this year than last year yeah. Um, the Boone effect, maybe um, other teams coming to drink tears because they're better than the Yankees now. I don't know. But yeah, it's sh- shockingly amazing. I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think the Yankees can be bad all year next year. And this continues to happen. And I don't want that to happen. But yeah, an out of the blue, absolutely dreadful season has been great for viewership thus far, which is bizarre. Yeah, it stinks. Well, it's good, but also like yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I don't know how much of it is other people drinking tears. I, I guess you would know better than me. I, That's definitely the subscriber thing, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess. Because, like, how could we not, how do we not get, and subscribers are a vanity number in a way, but, like, Talking Yanks does better than so many channels that have a 100,000 subscriber plaque. Yeah. And we're just not even close to sniffing it. No, no. Like talking baseball is going to get it in the off season, in the in the postseason, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, it's at ninety four or something like that, and we we go every day in the postseason, right? And we, so I think we'll get closer by the end of the year. But talking baseball, like it might be another year and a half. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, sixty three point three. I know that we started the season on like fifty eight or so. Yeah, and for it to be the most viewed season but it's 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 more podcast than a youtube show for sure yeah podcast numbers are way crazier but still uh talking like it does it it's done double the amount of views on the youtube channel than talking baseball talking baseball's grown and subscribers huh wild well that is that that is that all right i'm gonna go do talking baseball now and then we're doing watchings cool yeah. I will see you f maybe Friday, but we'll see. All right. See you maybe Friday. Okay. Meeting adjourned.